Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, everyone, and welcome to History Dweebs. I am Tim. Welcome to the podcast where we take a lighthearted look at the dark side of history. Today, we're going to talk about the dumbbell murder. Speaking of dumbbells, uh, Brandy, are you there? Well, fuck off. You should have started with Chuck, but that's okay. And Charles, are you there? I'm here, Timmy. I'm always here. Yeah, I'm here. I'm prepared. The ultimate professional. I've rehearsed this. How about you? You even read the script there, devil? Uh, surprisingly, I have. Did you even have the script surprisingly, open? Surprisingly, I have read it. I read it last week. <laughs> <laughs> we had some technical difficulties last week. Our, uh, had a hard Our fellow. sound engineer uh, had some problems with his microphone, so... Well, I felt that the quality of the the podcast was not going to be up to snuff. To I me. I know, Colonel, but you didn't have to throw your headphones down and walk out. You know, you could have. Well, some, some sometimes you have to make your point. Well, you to you, you took a stand for our listeners, and I'm sure they appreciate it. Of course, Brandy, you know she she could care less, couldn't care less about our listeners, but that's okay. Today we're going to talk about the Dumbbell Murders, a uh, housewife in uh, 1927, New York housewife, uh, murdered her husband. Brandy, can you imagine that? I absolutely can. (laughs) The case became a national sensation. But before we discuss that, let let me remind everyone that we are a comedy podcast. We use adult language. Sometimes people find us offensive. If you find that offensive, then we would suggest that you check out one of the other fine podcasts out there. Um, Not ours, of course. Perfect. Uh, No thoughts on that, Brandy or the Colonel? Did Chuck have a stroke? Go fuck yourself. Chuck probably uh, thank you, Brandy. Well, you can go. I've been I've been trying to be a kind of gentler Colonel here. I see. I see, Colonel. Um, I'm. I've been seeing a. I've been seeing somebody. I'm. I'm trying to work on myself. You have a life coach. Parole officer does not count. Well, <laughs> it does really when they tell you, you when you're court ordered into therapy. But uh, I'm trying to be a gentler, a colonel. kinder, gentler. But you colonel. know, if you don't like this podcast, there are other podcasts out there on the market. There is. 
So why in the, the what I'm wondering is Ugh. why did you turn onto this street to begin with? Exactly. They so were we lost. We don't pretend to be anything, but they we were are. Lost. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you just can't. You just can't say, "Well, my GPS said turn right into the lake," like on the office. You know, just you can't just keep following it. So get the fuck out of here if you don't. That's like my it. dad. Don't come back. My dad would drive into a brick wall if his Garmin told him to. You know, I've been told because I like the, uh, I still use my Garmin and I, I like a voice. I, I've developed, we've developed a relationship, a rapport. Of course over, you have. Over time. I mean, and I try, I, and my son. Does she sound annoyed told with you too? That, no, my, well, sometimes she gets annoyed, like, turn around, motherfucker. Yeah. So sometimes my son, Taylor, said to me, Dad, I believe. That if she told you, get on 75 North, headed south, just drive the wrong way on the highway for me for two miles, you would do it just to not disappoint her. And I believe he may be right. <laughs> the other well, you day... Disappoint, I w- you disappoint every other woman, so I don't know why she would be any different. The other day I was... I, 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 don't know, I said something. Anyway, Siri picked up on it. You ever had that happen? Like... You're not talking to Siri, but Siri talks to you. Like, oh yeah, get that. So under my breath, I just said, oh, "Fuck you, Siri," like that. And she she cops an attitude with me. She says, "I will not respond to that." <laughs> like, Fuck you, you know. I've got even my fucking phone. Fucking talking back. I, see, I try to get. I've tried to get to know Siri, and Siri is a very private woman. She she won't ask you know I, well I'm like Siri do you you know yeah spit or swallow a Siri and and she won't tell you well say fuck you Siri it's and just see what she says I guarantee you I I'll do that I'll do that Siri what would you like for dinner you know just getting what would you like it's like you know you get those kind of answers right, you you try to, what do you, you like for dinner Siri you need to ask a like? lot of open ended questions with her really. To get to know her better. Yeah, I just want to. I just want to get to know you, Siri. I just want us to have a a closer relationship. Hey, and maybe I would get rid of my garden hey. and use you for directions. Hey, hey, I have an idea. Yeah. You know what? We're we're going to do this thing called a podcast. I know it's we're going. We've gone down the Siri road, but how about we bring it back? And go all right, let me introduce start. our panel. I'm joined as always by the very lovely and talented, a woman who's known for her gentle demeanor. The very lovely and talented. Ooh, ooh. The uh, a lady who's known throughout the land is Brandy the Benevolent, Her Majesty Queen Brandy the First. How are you, Brandy, if at all? Well, I'm not good, Timmy. What's wrong, I'm Brandy? P- well, please, unburden yourself. No, I can't. Oh, for Christ's oh, sake! God. Here we go. Again. You know what? Nothing. Nothing. I'm golden. We're good. Go ahead. Move on. Okay. Um, I'm also joined, as always, by the very uh, talented Brandy, a man who uh, we turn to in these troubled times. No, we don't. Um, a man who's been called an oasis, Brandy, in the desert of despair. We got a lot of challenges in I our nation one. right now. There's a lot of um, troubled waters, Brandy, that we're that we're trying to navigate here, and people turn to to the Colonel because oh, they know Jesus. he's the voice. He's the voice of reason. The very honorable, the Reverend Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawk Walters the Third, 
affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel, if at all? I'm not good, Timmy. Oh, for fuck's sake. I'm not good. Jesus Christ. What's wrong? What's wrong, Colonel? Oh, yeah. I'm burdening yourself. What do you mean? What's your piddly ass problem? Well, we're in an age of protesting, right? Yeah. Timmy. And I cannot get three people to march with me, Timmy. I can't get my own. Pro- I'm trying to get my own protest going. What are you protesting and, uh, exactly, Colonel? Well, that's really the thing. I haven't really come to a thing that I want to protest about. I just want to protest. That's why you can't get people. And uh, and I can't get people, but I want to, I want to protest in front of Kroger, Timmy. In front of Kroger, front of our, Kroger. our chain mm. grocery store. Why, why do you want to protest in front of Kroger, Colonel? Because you know what, Timmy? I saw a, a Girl Scout selling cookies without a mask on, Timmy. Yeah, they should be they real. They there should be a mask. mask. I, I kind of agree with you. You would think so. Don't you think so, Brandy? Don't you think that, you know, this is, and we're not a political show, and this has turned into a, a but I'm going to tell you something about masks, Timmy. Okay. About 70% of the people I come across, a mask would do you a just... It would improve your appearance by about seventy percent. Oh my God! So you you're saying so? Why that don't some of you homely some bitches just throw on a mask just to help yourself? Even you, after you jump yourself even from after, a three and a half even after the four. pandemic is over, you're saying? Goddamn! Wear a mask every every day. I mean, if there's one thing, one good thing about you know masks. It's it. I'm not being scared by the homeliness of the average person that I run across. Oh my God! Can we me. talk about Ruth May, please? Please, can we talk about I, Ruth? May? I, I, we talk well, about, I'm just saying. Talk about a serial there are killer. Some people rather than Chuck. I see pe- these people on there screaming about masks, and I think maybe it would help you to cover your ugly ass up. If you covered yourself up, you wouldn't be so bitter and hostile all the time. He's got a point, Brandy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, and while you're at it, you know, don't wear a pair of shorts that are two sizes too small. Or sp- Cover that shit up, speedos. too. Put a mask on your booty. Your booty needs a mask. A booty mask. A booty mask. We need some booty masks, Timmy, because I'm tired of seeing those things. You two are fucking numb nuts. Can we just get to Ruth May? Well, are you saying. double parked or something? What's your hurry? People love <laughs> us. They love the banter. <laughs> my patience for you got my patience for You got bullshit. pancakes waiting on you? What, yeah, what well, you got First there? of all, as a matter of fact, I do. Second of all, my patience for bullshit is very, very low. Okay. Very Brandy. low. I know you want, you're anxious to talk about Ruth May Brown. I am. Right. I am. Ruth May is an asshole and I want to talk about her. Ruth May Brown was born on March 27th, 1895. You know what that means, Brandy? Uh, she was pregnant during the holidays. Yes, she was. She was probably about six months, Colonel. Double part. Oh, man, she was all... See, she she needed a belly mask. She was born in a... Mar- and a booty mask. March, tw- uh, March 27th, 1895 in... I'm going to start selling booty masks, as a matter of fact. Okay. Why don't you, why don't you jump on that right now? Because you've been... In, now, Colonel, some of... You've you got to admit, st- some people will take up a lot of material. 
<laughs> That's what I mean. And those charcoal activated ones, because you've been in the store before, Timmy. You've seen that woman who just ripped one off right in the frozen food section and walked away and left you breathing in that toxic air. She crop dusted you. You got crop dusted. That's what happened. Yeah. And that's why we should have charcoal activated booty masks. So we that do, doesn't happen underwear. to me all the time. Or or you turn the corner and, you know, somebody's pushing that cart. And it could be a man, it could be a woman. And you just think, ah, holy God, Jesus, what happened? You know, you ask what kind of industrial accident they were in. And they would look at you like, what are you talking about? And you realize they were just born like that. Put a goddamn mask on. Cover that shit up elephant man come out in public like that <laughs> but go ahead Ruth Mae Brown was known as Brownie that was clever as she would later she would later be known as Brownie was born to two Scandinavian immigrants uh, to the United States her mother had been born Josephine Anderson I actually know Josephine Anderson that's weird in Sweden but not the same one Brownie's father, Harry Harry Sorensen, and now I'm, I'm guessing Brandy. That's his name, uh, not an adjective. Wouldn't you? Would you guess that? I would too? guess so. Yes. Wouldn't it be funny if? Isn't it funny when people named Harry are bald? You ever think about that, Brandy? <laughs> I. It's ironic. There's irony to that to me. There is irony. When Brownie's father. Harry Sorensen came from Norway, so he was Scandinavian, too. I like the Scandinavians. They got hot-looking women over there, Brandy. Your thoughts? I have none. Well, not all of them, of course. I'm sure. See, in, over there, they didn't wear masks to me. You know why? Why? Because they're all pretty to me. They're all pretty. Even the men are pretty to me. That's why they didn't wear masks. I'm not covering this shit up. We be, you know, we I mean, should it, we probably have look some. Look at me, Timmy. We probably have some um, Scandinavian ancestry, Colonel. You and I. I think we probably do Nordic. We're kind of Nordic, um, Brandy. See, and that's when Girl, people are uh, screaming not. about masks. They don't understand. Like me and you, Timmy, we're sacrificing wearing a mask. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. We're, what 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 modest. We're being modest. We're covering up this stuff. You know, we're, well, we're, we're, that's why we're, we're hiding the money making. And that is we're why I think there's such an outrage because people like us, Colonel, they don't want us to wear a mask. Right. Right. Anyway, Harry Sorensen would change his name to Brown because he wanted his last name um, kind of to, you know, fit in here in his new country. He wanted a name that seemed American. So he went with Brown. Seems pretty American to me. Uh, Brownie. I wouldn't want to be a Harry Brown thing, though. <laughs> Brownie's father uh, had been a sailor. How how would you describe him? Oh, Harry and Brown. He was a sailor, Colonel. How, you know, when you... Yeah. Could you give me a little bit of uh, looking glass, Colonel? Well, how about, how about this one, Timmy? Mm-hmm. He would bad, bad. Harry Brown, ugliest man in the whole damn town. There you go. I like that, Colonel. I was hoping for a little looking glass, but, you know, Brandy, fine girl. Okay. Yeah, but you know, I'm just not 
I'm just not feeling brandy. You're a fine girl. Uh, you know what I, te- you know what right. I mean to me? But it's just it, not coming from it does you and everybody else, evidently. But apparently it does seem. I say, I say, Brandy, you're a wretched shrew. <laughs> yeah, I'm running away from I'm you. Going, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to marry a body That's of what water. The should be. Yeah, I'm going out to the sea to get away from you. Brandy, does it make you, do you feel bad that, you know, that you were dumped for a body of water? I mean, uh, in the song? He thought you'd be a good wife. Came out, re- wait a minute. In the song that came out in 1970, like three or four uh-huh. before I was born, you know, I have no feelings about it. I like the song, but I don't well, feel dumped for a body yeah, of water. Yeah, yeah. Have, you, have you considered that this man would rather spill his seed into a salty body of water than you? Hmm. I, I don't know what that. I, that's hurtful. I don't. That's hurtful. I don't know what that brandy was like. Maybe she deserved it. I don't know. Oh, she. she that brandy was a fine girl. She was. She. She, made, she would have made she a good be, wife. Doesn't make her not a bitch. She would have. Just saying. No. No. Because somewhere there's somebody tired of brandy. <laughs> <laughs> really. Perfect. <laughs> Haven't you ever Just, seen those? Pictures. Perfect. <laughs> Brownie's father had been a sailor, but to placate his wife and support his family, he gave up the sea for life as a carpenter. So a little carpenter, uh, Colonel. If you were a carpenter, what would you do? If I were a carpenter and devil, Fuck. if you were a lady. <laughs> no chance. Yeah. Fantasy there. I love that you guys make me feel so much better. About, we love you know, it. we love you. Everything. Brandy. This is devil self-improvement hour is what it's, it is. It's, it's really into. not. You have a lot of really. people who love you in the podcast and listening world. So you should be amazing. I am. The change uh, left him because he became a carpenter, of course. Left him to, you know, Jesus was a carpenter, Colonel. That's what I hear. He ate organic foods. He what? He ate organic food. Jesus ate organic sandals. I don't really think he had a choice. A bunch of long hair, long hair hippie type people. Yeah, the the change. Choice. The change left him disgruntled. Not Jesus, but Brownie's father, and uh, he was longing for the freedom of the sea, an adventure of a sailor's life. Brandy, don't we all long for that? Really? I. Yeah. Yeah. Harry Brown. Uh, made a respectable living, but his wages were meager. Can relate to that. Brownie's parents were both very frugal. Uh, Brandy, that means yes. they, they didn't like to spend a lot of money. I understand. You were tight with the dollar. Brownie yearned for nice but unattainable things throughout her childhood. No, her parents said. They could not afford that blonde doll. But Brownie was fascinated by the beauty of the doll and went to the store every day just to look through the window at it until it disappeared because someone else bought it. That's really tragic, don't you think, Colonel? How much is that doll in the window? That's tragic, don't you think, Colonel? That's pretty goddamn sad, yeah. No, her parents would say. She could not have a Shetland pony. 
Nope. Well, if she couldn't have the fucking doll, how are they going to have a, get a Shetland fucking pony? That's all I'm saying. First of all, every kid asks for a Shetland fucking pony. Every kid wants a horse. Every kid wants one. But no. I never wanted a pony. I never wanted a pony. You never Who wanted the fuck a pony? Wants a pony? I wanted a pony. No, goddamn no, I didn't want a pony. I was scared of ponies. I've been scared of horses my whole life. I wanted a pony. But, you know, you don't realize when you're a kid how much upkeep they, ha- they are. But, you know, she can't, she can't have the doll. But sure, let me go out and get you a Shetland pony, for fuck's sake. I feel like you not getting a pony has made you a bitter person, devil. Well, no, that's not what's made me a bitter person. No. Well, anyway, she could not get the Shetland pony. And uh, they could not, also could not afford a wristwatch. Well, there's probably a price difference between a Shetland pony and a wristwatch. And a wristwatch, Exactly. Or a white bedroom set, nor the party dress that she so admired. Uh, they would not even take her to the theater, Brandy. Your thoughts on that? Well, you know, if they can't get her the doll, how are they going to get her all this other shit? Yeah, but the theater you know is probably sometimes like six cents or something. To, sometimes you just have to suck it the fuck up. No, you can't go to the theater. No, I won't buy you the white bedroom set, but how about the brown one? You know, you got a bed. Shut up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. You're like that goddamn stepmother in Cinderella. Why don't you zip it? Why don't you just give her some straw and tell her to just no, go lay down I'm not on saying that she, and shut I'm the not fuck saying, up? I'm not going to give her straw. I'm not saying she doesn't deserve a bed or whatever. But she wants the white bedroom set. Well, fuck off. Kind of what it sounds like to me. I don't know. See, there you go. Fuck I off. Mean, Get the brown bedroom set. Get the black bedroom set. She could probably got any other color she wanted but white, but the bitch wanted white. So fuck her. Hold on, she didn't now. get it. Noah, what? Noah's got what everything but say? a goddamn lamb. What? Your son has everything but a goddamn Lamborghini in the garage, and you're not going to give this poor girl a white bedroom. Set. You are smoking your socks. First of all, which kid are you talking about? Noah. Oh shit. Noah's Noah's is uh. He's well-heeled. You know what? Let me tell you something. But if you ask him, he is the most mistreated little boy that ever walked the face of the earth. He's so mistreated, you know. Did you buy him a Shetland pony? I would not buy him a Shetland pony. Well, there you go. There you go. But. There you go. Yeah, I would not buy him a Shetland pony. I'd buy him a wristwatch. But he's already got a bed he can sleep in, so fuck off. You're not getting the white bedroom set. You get the brown one that's perfectly fine, and you can fucking lay in it. Would you take him to the theater, at least? Take him to the theater, maybe? You know what? Life has made you hard. If he ever wants to go to the theater, sure, I'd take him. But the chances of that happening are pretty much slim to fucking none. Unless the theater has some kind of interactive screen. Slim to fucking none. <laughs> okay. Well, don't quit picking on Noah. I didn't, I didn't bring Maybe. him into it. Well, you, we were trying to defend the young lad, and all of a sudden, you're coming down on him like a ton of bricks. Your own flesh and blood. Yeah, what is a boy? How old is that boy now? Nine. Nine. And you're attacking his character. I, it's just... You know you're going to depend yeah. on Did him to take care of you when you're when you're old. Well, when you're older, no, he won't. No, he's not. No, he's not. It will be the. It will never be my boys that take care of me. It's going to be their spouses. 
Do you know what I really wish? I'm not going to live that long, but I really wish I could be a fly on the wall in Noah's therapist's office when he's about 28, 30 <laughs> Whatever. years old. He's fine. He is fine and very and happy for Noah. But he's a 90-year-old man trapped in a 9-year-old body. So, I mean, you know, and like most 90-year-old men, you can't make them happy. They sit around and grumble about, you know, traffic and inflation and, you know, Whatever else. So, you know, this does is he just, complain when is... people get on his lawn? Yes. Yes, <laughs> he does. Yes. So so Noah is concerned about our current monetary policy. Oh my gosh, you cannot believe. He's concerned about that. He's concerned about the coronavirus. He publicly shames people in Target or Walmart or wherever. Well, people, for he not should be masks. concerned about that. I I wish pe- more people would be concerned about it. I understand. It. So, I mean, it's just, but Noah is fine. Noah has everything that he needs and most everything that he wants. Not a Shetland so, pony. He's not getting a goddamn Shetland pony. Because you know who'll take care of that shit? Me. And you know what I don't want to do? Shoe a fucking horse. I don't want to shoe a horse. I don't want to shovel shit from a horse or a Shetland pony. I don't want to have it groomed. And it won't fit in the back of my car. I have to buy a whole new piece of equipment to transport that thing to the vet so no he's not okay. getting a goddamn shallow pony if your son is not worth it i mean he's not yeah he's not you know how he'd be worth it if he'd pick up his shit out of his room maybe then or i don't know put a dish in the dishwasher every once in a while maybe then but you know what he didn't do any of that shit he contributes nothing to this house except grief right now so you know who's not getting a shetland fucking pony either one of my children that's how you nope. end up. That's how you're going to end up in a nursing home, in a wheelchair, pushed in a corner. Nope. With no windows, no, no windows visitors. in your room. Can I ask you a question, no. Devil? No, just you a can't. question. You can't. Have you like cut something out of your diet that's making you cranky, or have you given up bread, or or maybe stop taking your meds? I don't know. But there's something. Why the fuck would you even say that? more? Why in the fuck would you? say You're that? more irritable because I'm a pony. I'm not buying him a pony. Well, what the fuck? It, do you love him at all? <laughs> I paid a lot of money for him. Of course, I love him. Do you have Do you have any affection for the boy whatsoever? Can you find it deep down in that Grinch like heart to just show some affection to the boy? That's all we're asking. Oh. Buy him a wristwatch at least. He has a wristwatch. <laughs> he has several. No party dresses, though. We did not. He's not asked for that. Well, this this uh, brownie is going to grow up to be a murderer. So, you, you know, starts at home. <laughs> well, bless you. So Dave. even bless even you. though her parents did not spend a lot of m- money on Ruth for material things, they did uh, have to pay for her numerous medical problems. Yeah. She had so epilepsy. She was still having money spent on her, keeping her alive. So, you know what, Ruthie? <laughs> fuck the fuck off. <laughs> she had it. Jesus Christ. She was fucking alive, uh, Ruthie. Brandy. And she often fainted. What? She yeah. often fainted. She had intestinal surgery at the age of six. She had her appendix, oh, well, see, there you go. appendix out a few years later. That surgery. You got an appendix. You you got an appendectomy for Christmas, bitch. Shut up. Exactly. Is that what you would have told the devil? You know how much that shit Shut costs? Shut your ass up. You know how much that shit costs? You gave her a shit. They didn't have insurance. 
shriveled up nasty appendix and with a bow on it and said, Merry Christmas. You bitch. know what? That's what you if they're that poor, you better eat that shit. You better eat it and you better like it. Jesus Christ. Well, the surgery was botched, Brandy. This little girl you're talking about here. And Brandy, uh, or Brownie, was no, left Brownie. With, <laughs> with various internal ailments in her wake, in its wake. So, see how you are? This little girl is, is damaged, and you're making fun of her. I don't know about Jeez. you, Colonel, but I'm about ready to put my, throw down my headphones and walk off the walk off of this podcast if she keeps making fun of it, children. Th- this one's hard to listen it to. Really is. I mean, you, I mean, she tells us, "No, we can't have, we can't do stories and where children get hurt." And what is she? What is we? How, how have we spent the last fifteen minutes of this podcast? Her, yeah, bad I mean, mouth this girl's already lost. Right? Yeah. Do you even like children, Double? I no. mean, do you like children? No. Children, children are, I believe, the children are future. Teach them well. Teach them well. And, and let them lead That's right, away. Brandy. Show them all the beauty they possess inside, devil. But not you. Nope. You beat that. You know, you'd make a good, it's like you're straight out of a goddamn Dickens novel, devil. <laughs> Isn't that it ironic that Whitney Houston and her daughter both died in a bathtub? I mean, what's the odds of that happening? Yeah. Well, they say most accidents happen at home, and the bathroom is the most dangerous room. Yeah, you got a point. He's got a point, Brandy. You have to admit he has a point on that one. Yeah. I don't give a shit. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) The Brown family. (laughs) You seem irritated today, Brandy. I... (laughs) The Brown fan. uh, You know, it is... It is... I know you're not Oh, my God. I know you're not very religious. What? What's? I don't know what. I don't even know what that religion you have is. But it is Sunday. It's the, we're recording this on a Sunday. It's the Lord's Day. So it is the Lord's Day. <clears throat> you need to buy the Colonel's book, uh, Brandy. Not how to make love to, to a what? woman. You have an, He's having. He's going to have another one about his Church of Latter Day Colonel. That's his pamphlets. Church of Latter Day Colonel, Devil. Yeah, I'm not reading shit. I've read this script. Let's come on now. The Brown family. Well, what did the Brown family fucking do? They were Methodist, Brandy. They attended well, church. Good for them. Uh, they prayed each night, uh, or Brownie prayed each night before bed. But later, she, she she said her faith was not really that strong. When she prayed, she prayed for material items, Brandy. So she prayed for a Shetland pony, and Jesus didn't deliver. So, you know, I can see why she wouldn't have faith. But he gave her a plopectomy. Pony in the middle of her fucking black bedroom. You think she was goth? <laughs> Whatever. It could have been red. I don't give a shit what it is, but we knew it wasn't white. And so Jesus did not plop that fucking Shetland pony down there or Clydesdale or whatever the fuck it was. So her faith wasn't strong. Get the fuck out of here. Never mind the fact that she's a kid. Kid. I mean, you know. Do you hate children? What is it with fuck? you and children today? <laughs> This is a children-friendly program. It is a child-friendly program. No, it's actually not. Yeah. It's not. Well, not anymore. You know what? She should have been praying. Anymore. She should have been praying that somebody went in and fixed her stomach. She should have been praying that you know she had that you know whoever would prepare her appendectomy well. I mean, it's just there's a lot of other things she could have prayed for. But you know what? God don't like fucking ugly, and you've prayed for bullshit, and you don't get bullshit when you pray for bullshit. God don't like that. So fuck Brandy, off, Brownie. 
you cannot but, ride you cannot ride an appendix in a parade. Am I right, Colonel? <laughs> <laughs> you cannot. <laughs> you cannot. <laughs> but so you anyway, can't ride a, that needs to go on a plaque somewhere. She Timmy. can't ride her doll in there either. Her little blonde-headed doll. <laughs> she can't ride that either. No, because someone else bought it. Well, she can't ride a wisp. But she, she, kno- can't ride she her- knows what time the parade is. She, she can't won't ride be a wisp watch. She can't ride her white bedroom set or the party dress. So You know, with her watch, she could tell what time it is, and she would know what time it was to go to the fucking theater. And you know what? She'd yeah. still be pissed. She'd bitch about what wristwatch she got, because it wouldn't be the right one. Something would be wrong with it. Fuck uh, her. So you think she's like the little girl on a Little House on the Prairie. The, what's her name? The, Nellie? The, yeah, yeah. I think she is like Nellie. Fuck her. <laughs> fuck Nellie and fuck Brownie. You know, it just occurred Little to me, holes. Timmy. It is, it is the twenty eighth, Timmy. Oh, we, we should have taken this into account. Oh, yeah, yeah, we need to. Is that uh, it, we should we need to it, do a disclaimer at this time uh, that uh, Brandy has got her period no, I apparently. I haven't had a period and, uh, in five years. I fuck remember off. seeing that. Oh, have you been? Have you already gone through menopause? It's okay. No, fuck <laughs> off, bigger. <laughs> no. Well, it's about, I mean, you know, it's in the ballpark. Yeah. Is it? Is it? Really? What is, is it? You know, you're like, what, 48? Something like that. What the fuck well, is wrong with she's you? Got the, she's at the penis age. Let me ask Timmy. you something, Tim. Do you think that I won't go through the plexiglass there at the front desk at work <laughs> and fucking bitch slap the fuck out of you for saying that I'm going through menopause? I'm just saying. saying that I won't go through that? Well, you've, you, you've, you said that you've. Ex- you said that you no longer have, you know, a period, and that's a sign of it. Yeah, just saying. Also, yeah. a goatee. A, a goatee. I'm not go I'm still old enough for that. Well, all right, all right, all right, Brandy. I'm sure. Yeah, you're. I'm sure you're not. And you know what? Old enough. If to. I am, you best watch your step. <laughs> It, you're not old I, enough. To I don't know why you're so sensitive about it. It's a natural thing to go through. Yeah. Oh my God. Accept it. Accept it. Fuck off. All, Lean into it. All, Lean all into women grow penises. All women grow penises, right, Colonel? Uh, about ninety-four percent. Oh, there's six percent. Yeah. There's a, there's an outlier, but yeah, most, yeah, there's an outlier. Maybe you won't have a penis, Brandy. Who knows? Oh my God! Yeah, it's possible. You know what? If I Not do, likely. I mean, it's possible. If I do, I'm gonna dick slap both of you. <laughs> if I ever grow a penis, I'm gonna dick slap the both of you with it. Go on. That's what's gonna happen. School afforded Brownie no solace, Brandy. So she she did, was stupid. <laughs> she did not have an academic mind. So she's stupid, <laughs> and was easily bored by reading, writing, and arithmetic. Because she didn't understand it because she's you stupid. Hate- she's stupid and she's spoiled, which is a dangerous combination. You hate this girl. I do. I what, I do. You I hate this what girl. she has against she's Brownie. Dumb. She hasn't done anything yet. She's a six-year-old girl. Yeah. She's just mean girl in her. I mean, she just... <laughs> she, do you have any friends you want to come over to have a little party to mock this girl with? Or I mean, Maybe. is there anything else you can do precious, to her? God's Maybe. precious child. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Huh. Brownie developed quickly, Brandy. 
and soon caught the attention of older men. So she got her boobs early and the pervs started looking at her. That's, That's what, another way to put it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a less tactful yeah, way than yeah, Timmy. It's a, you know. All right. So Brownie never had any strong career aspirations, Brandy. Because she's stupid. Go she ahead. was wishing for marriage. She believed that she was suited to be a good wife. Well, I mean, that's good. At least she's got some kind of aspirations. Jesus Christ. She, I mean, Brownie was. Now, now, this does sound like a good wife, Colonel, right here. Brownie was neat, a clean housekeeper. She was quick with the needle and thread, and a fine cook. A good. And she had boobs. And she had boobs. A good husband. Because well, she, she was, you know, 12. But go ahead. A good husband, she believed, would carry her, carry her over the threshold into a life of joy, love, and prosperity. Yeah. Is that what happened when Dave add. carried you over the threshold, Brandy? Did he carry all, you over to a life would, Let me joy? tell you something. If you think I was going to let Dave carry me anywhere, you're fucking mistaken. He would have dropped me. He would have dropped me like a hot fucking rock. But okay, that was nickel. Now, you keep up with this attitude, he's liable to drop you. You may be, like, see, yeah, I mean, I hope when, or something. So, this, don't, I hope this, when this little this, shit is 12 years old, so she's not getting a pony or anything, but that's okay. Oh, she's I only 12 him. at this time, probably. I mean, my god, she developed quickly. Oh. That's you know, 12, 13. Dirty pervs wanted to be with her. She has no idea. Okay, let me let me just she wants to be married. This sounds like she should be in, you know, the 1950s. She oh, was, but I can sew and I she can was, cook. She, she was quick with a needle and thread, Brandy. Yeah, she could sew. It, it was like cook. 19, it was 1940 for it was fuck's 1927. Yeah. Well, so. It, yeah, it was 1927. Well, the story takes place in 1927. Here's a, here's a thought, devil. And, and I'm glad that you're doing this because just vent that spleen, devil. Just get it all out. So when you go back to what is objectively just a lovely gift of a family that you have, you don't abuse them like you're abusing this poor girl. Irritability uh-huh. is a sign of menopause, Brandy. I don't know if you were aware of that. It is. Mm-hmm. And mental illness. And a piece. Uh-huh. Yeah. However. Yeah, all of those things. However, Brandy, uh, Brownie was realistic enough to realize that she would have to get a job. While she was single, oh, uh, she attended a training course at the New York Telephone Company, and they accepted her. Well, I mean, if she doesn't know what her numbers are, how's she going to get through this fucking training for the New York Telephone Company? Well, she excelled. Actually, she kind of excelled in her role as operator, Brandy. It's back in time when they had operators. Well, that's something to be proud of. Brownie was assigned to the night shift, where she worked for two years until she uh, married uh, Albert Schneider, um, uh, at which point she happily quit the New York Telephone Company. And you're going to tell us about her relationship with Albert Schneider, Brandy. Oh, I'm dying to. So poor little Albert. He was an intelligent man who loved the outdoors and sports. He had six siblings and was close to his mother, Norman Bates. Good with his hands, he would industriously paint walls and paper them for her. Oh, wallpaper. Wallpaper really sucks. talking about that? Yeah, wallpaper really sucks. Yes. Ugh. Uh, Have have you ever wallpaper, Brandy? Have you ever done any wallpapering? 
No, but my mom and dad used to wallpaper all the time. Like, they had it down to a science, but I remember it being just a frustrating and messy uh, project. So... When they was doing it, did you? Maybe that's maybe that's part of your damage there, maybe Devil. You were, maybe when they was doing it, and you thought, "Well, mommy and daddy are not going to live together anymore." That's when the damage happened. What in the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> maybe she licked the paste. The, we're talking about wallpaper. <laughs> yeah. you stupid fuck. Did, did you, you eat the, when the when they, we're talking about wallpaper? Right. Yeah. What does that have to do with my parents getting divorced? Wallpaper and together is hard. It's not an easy thing. And you said that they would fight, and then you would get scared, and you'd hide under your I bed. I didn't say think, any of that. I'm going to an orphanage, and no, I'm 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 just going where your mind sure. would go. And uh, okay, so he and then you got damaged, and uh, and, and then, then you turned damaged. into this bitter, hostile woman that you are today. Ate children, okay. ate sure. children. Uh huh. Who ate lead paint? Yes, all of that. The boy grew into a man who was perpetually tanned from many hours of boating and fishing. There were few things Albert liked more than to be out on the sea with the wind blowing through his curly hair. He personified the hail fellow of his time. Now, uh, Colonel, how did you like century. that description there, that, 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 that prose? Well, I don't know that Longfellow could have done it any thank, better, thank Timmy. You, Colonel. His job as art editor of motorboating. <laughs> What's so funny about you know? I used to write, I used to write opinion pieces for motorboating, Timmy. Well, his job as the art editor for that. I don't know why you're mocking the poor man, uh, Brandy. I mean, the guy's making a living, honest living. Yeah. Making he's got to support him and himself and his mother. Well, wait a minute. So he's the art editor for motorboating, and then motorboating got uh, taken over by Jugs magazine, and then he went ahead and did the art editing <laughs> for that. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> then there was Biggins. He moved on to Biggins. Do they still? Do they still? Do they still? Is that still in print? Jugs magazine. Is that still available? I don't know. I, yeah, I, 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 I was a big fan of Swank, oh. Colonel. <laughs> so, you know, Penthouse actually. I, this is that still a magazine? You know, I don't know. Al, uh, what was that guy's name? Is that still in? Is Al something? What? Yeah, I, I mean the Al Italian name. Yeah. Um, but toward the end there, they got showing people actually doing it in the magazine. Yeah, I forget the name. Of, uh, it it, of the it turned name. into a yeah, Penthouse. I mean, Playboy was kind of like too highbrow for me. I mean, and plus. Yeah, you didn't get the full on. You know what I'm talking about, Colonel. They didn't. They didn't. Yeah. Well, I like. I liked it. I liked the articles. In yeah. Playboy. I. This, this is a true story. Now you know that Clovernook Home for the Blind up on Hamilton Avenue, Devil here in Cincinnati. Yes. Yes. Here in Cincinnati, do you know what they do? Is they're one of the biggest printing facilities in, in, in around, and do you know who they make Braille versions for? Penthouse. Who they print braille things for? Playboy. There you go. All right. Playboy. So, so, because the articles are so good. Yes. And they're apparently braille boobies. You just got to, well, keep Some are right. bigger than others. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just got the big bumps, and then you got the little bumps. And Right, right, right. Okay. So he also liked bowling. However, at 32, he felt something lacking in his life. 
it was time for him to find a wife. You mean the, you mean editor of motorboating like was not his entire world, is what you're trying to say, Brandy? Evidently. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Evidently. So, uh, he had already had one tragic engagement with a young woman, Jessie Gershard. Okay. She had taken ill and died before they could marry. Oh, that's sad. Albert had been at her bedside when pneumonia took Jessie's life. He still she longed, could have just said she didn't want to do it. He still longed for her even as he got on with his life and work. One day... She really wanted to get out of this. One day at work, he grew irritated at a telephone operator... He urinated. Who had intended, who had intended to call a manufacturer, but because she didn't know her basic numbers, fucked it up, and the angry oh. art editor let loose a bunch of cuss words at her. Oh, there's nothing worse than an operator don't know what the fuck she's doing. Yes. Yeah. Operator, please won't excuse help me. me. Make this call. Please excuse Not me. The distressed up. operator like said in a did. sweet, caring voice. <laughs> Albert was suddenly contrite about his temper. He was quick to anger, but could put it behind just as fast. Quick he to forgive. To apologize. Hmm. He wanted to apologize to the hapless operator in person, and he asked where she worked. That's not creepy at all. Yeah, that would would that he be appropriate she today? She but... works at the fucking telephone company, you <laughs> jackass. What the fuck? Where do you think she works? J.C. Penny? <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? Timmy, remember that? Timmy, you know that other podcast that we do, Timmy? Yes. With the nice girl? Oh, right? yes. Dead ball with our good friend Nina. Mm-hmm. Well, could you listen to a few episodes, Devil? Well, I, I just to see what I don't understand. Comportment looks like anyway. You're just you're just mean. Okay, you're just mean. You're scaring me over here. Well, so the face to face apology 
that wasn't creepy at all was delivered a few hours later. How long does the when change saw, of life take there, Colonel? Do you know? I mean, you're a man of the you're a man of medicine. How, how what, long does the change of life? How long does that take? Let me tell you something. Y'all don't back the fuck off. I've, I'm gonna pack up you know, my shit, I think Timmy. You forget I know where you I live, think, I, and I'm gonna pack my shit up, and I'm gonna come stay with you and Dottie till it's all goddamn over. I think the devil is packing. Normally, it takes, I believe, about three, four years, Timmy. Uh-huh. I believe the devil is packing it all into about three well, months. Um, well, this podcast—I don't know. This podcast has been around for five years, so. Well, yeah, but you remember how she was kind of just irritable. Mm-hmm. So Albert was instantly you know, captivated by the pretty blonde-haired nineteen-year-old. He is thirty-two. Albert began visiting the telephone switchboard regularly. Oof. Just a couple of weeks after meeting the lovely lady, he offered to help her. He offered to help her get a job as a reader and copyist at motorboating. How did you and want them? Like how did you? How would you expect her to meet a husband? You, you expect they didn't have Tinder back then, Brandy. Give her a break. Yeah. She met him at work. That's like most people. Uh, no, she didn't. No, she did not. Well, she was uh, at work. Yeah, she was at work, and he's on the other end of the line going, hey, where do you work? Where Can, can I come see you? Can I come say I'm sorry? Can I come in and then? What a fucking idiot. What well, do you mean where sounds she works? Like, sounds a like fucking it, telephone company. Sounds it's like he's kind of smooth to me. Sounds disgusting. Yeah. All right. It was a good move, I thought. Good strategy. So anyway, so Brownie goes to work at Motorboating Magazine. The two were soon dating regularly. Brownie was flattered by the older, sophisticated man's attention. Um, however, his repeated passes distressed her. Uh, Albert would put, her, put his hand on her inner thigh at the movie theater, and when saying goodnight, he would hug her so tight that she pressed against... So tight that she pressed his against... Woody. And he was slow against to release her. Yes. Well, oh, he, yeah. fell her, he was still on her boobies. Yep, and he was slow to release her from the embrace. But Brownie was a virgin and planned to remain one until her wedding night. Good for her. She was too stupid to figure it out. Well, for his part, Albert was She's virtuous. I mean, you're blaming this poor lady. You were bad-mouthing her as a child. Yeah. Saying that she didn't. She's stupid. And yet, here she is. She's not sleeping with any, you know, she... I forgot what part we went over, Colonel. Did we mention when we talked about her education? Did you hear anything about her sleeping with her economics professor, Colonel? Well, she didn't make it that far. She didn't make it that far. She seemed to make it. (laughs) She didn't make it that far. She can't tell the buttons on the fucking phone. All right. For his part, Albert was frustrated at his inability to get the inexperienced young woman to succumb. Contraception at that era was fallible. And an unmarried woman's pregnancy could ruin her stature. Brownie remained resistant to Albert's overtures. She was, in her own words, a self-respecting girl. Eventually, oh, here's some prose. Eventually, after suffering months of blue balls, Albert proposed marriage. Yes was Brownie's reply, but she did have one request. The name Schneider sounded so Germanic. Could he change the name to something that sounded more American, like Snyder? What the fuck? Albert agreed and changed the spelling of his last name. Well, oh, well, you remember well, those Snyder Albert. potato chips? Oh, my God, they were the bomb. Remember those, Colonel? Snyder potato chips? 
Oh, those were the best potato chips ever. They still have pretzels. Uh, The marriage was trouble from the start. Their age difference may have been part of the problem. Eh, Maybe. Albert did not have the energy for attending the social events that Brownies so enjoyed. Albert's like 35. Fuck off, Albert. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I bet she wanted to go to the theater. She probably... No, she didn't. Oh, she wanted to go to the fucking circus is what she wanted to do. Brownie kept house and served him tasty meals, but Albert wanted more. He wanted someone with whom he could discuss issues and share ideas about current events, and she was too dumb. Brownie found books and art dull. Because <laughs> she's stupid. Why, he wondered, couldn't she be more like his beloved Jesse? Well, that's Why a good, couldn't what, Brownie what, take an interest in culture? She always wanted to play bridge or jitterbug and listen to Cole Porter tunes. Ah, she, Even, yeah, she's, she's a slu- uh, floozy at this point. You know, when they start listening to Cole Porter. Uh, well, when they start oh, doing yeah. the jitterbug, it's and the all jitterbug, down from there. Yeah. Ruth also did not share two of Albert's other passions, sailing and hiking. In addition to being, av- to being an avid reader, Albert became a follower of Barr McFadden, a New York newspaper tycoon who established the first tabloid newspaper in the United States. McFadden preached mostly about free love and getting in touch with nature. McFadden urged his followers to exercise regularly and, whenever possible, exercise in the nude. Oh, Albert. You do that, don't you, Colonel? I, the, you know, exercising in the nude is a dangerous game to me. Well, it's a dangerous game. Here's the thing. you got to be Albert careful. Incorporated, careful incorporated nude exercise in his daily routine, and he could often be seen lifting weights nude in his front lawn. Now, Albert, come on. <laughs> go to the backyard. Why? Or go down the basement. Going, I mean, you know, well, the, uh, if you're nude and you're riding an elliptical, a Colonel, that can be dangerous. Well, well, you know, and, and sometimes, you know, the you know how the weight's got a little circle in the thing, you know. Sometimes you got to just, to keep yourself in shape, you grab yourself a two-pound one and... You know, do some reps with it and then put it down. That's in my book. <laughs> How to properly train to make love to a woman. Too. Well, Albert also insisted that Brownie join him on the front lawn, although she thought McFadden and his followers were nuts. But despite her feelings, <laughs> yeah, they were nuts. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of with her and on this one, Brandy. Well, yeah. But despite her feelings, no, she's I mean, Brownie would join her husband in nude exercise, in nude exercise, which usually meant the couple would jitterbug naked in the couple's front yard. Go to the backyard. The front yard is not the place for naked exercise. Andy, there's got to be. A I would, I, I, how how would you? How would you like to look out and see your neighbors doing the uh, naked doing the jitterbug on your on their front lawn? <laughs> oh, I would, t- I would film that shit. That would be something. And you know what? They need, I got, a, they I need got a, neighbors that peck- really I could see doing that. They need a peck mask, Timmy. <laughs> a pecker a mask. mask. There's a there's a pandemic going on. Yeah, cover up your pecker. Yeah, because I wonder if it can be spread that way. A lot of things Probably. can be spread that way. But overall, Brownie Brownie was miserable. 
She found yes, that she kissed Prince Karen. Charming only to have him become a frog. She could not comprehend his cerebral conversations, nor did she want to. She did not like dancing nude in front of their neighbors. Hold on, hold on. Cerebral, and, and I feel like you glossed over that. That was a beautiful turn of phrase there to Thank me. Um, cerebral conversations, devil, that's, that's when you're talking about deep stuff, stuff like, you know, Nisha, philosophy, history, um, <gasps> things like that, just so... Oh, Just I, so you know where you're at in the script, where Timmy's going with this. Oh, good, because I don't remember fucking asking you. Anyway, no. Albert could not stop talking about his dead fiance. He just went on and on and on and on about her. Jesse, Albert wore a necktie pin with her initials in it. His sailboat was the Jesse G. And worst of all, perhaps, was that their home had a large picture of Albert's dead fiance in the living room. Nothing wrong I with that. I feel like Ooh. that should have been the thing that she kind of, that's the thing that she should have established beforehand rather than the fucking last name. How about saying, yeah, I'll keep your last name, but how about we get rid of this fucking mural <laughs> with your dead ass fiance on it? How about that? Hold on, hold on. Some respect for the dead. Brandon. Hold on, Timmy. Hold okay. On. You hear yeah. that? Hear that now? Yes, who's there? The four horsemen of the You know who that is? Because that's fine. That's Lanny. That's Lanny, <laughs> devil. <laughs> Jesus. Lanny's on the He line. wants to know if Dave's tired of your shit yet. <laughs> because with that attitude, you ain't going to last too long. It's Sunday. Dave it's Sunday. Lanny gets off at spirit. two today. <laughs> he does. So does bring his one one arm ass over. So they had all these reminders of this dead chick around the house, including a photo album. Well, he loved her, Brandy. You know what love he is? Colonel, maybe you, you know need what? to explain the concept of love to Brandy. Then maybe he shouldn't have gotten married okay. because he was constantly well, talking about his beautiful Jesse at the dinner table and once confiding to Brownie that Jesse was the finest person he'd ever met. No matter what she did, you know, Bobby could Timmy, never replace Albert's dead fiance. Timmy, de- describing love really to um, to the devil is kind of like describing a beautiful uh, Pacific Ocean sunset to Stevie Wonder. Yeah, she won't you know, get it. She won't get it. You can use words and words, and they're just not going to get it. Yeah, it's you're right. All right. The she, she, not, she does not have the capacity not. to love, Colonel. All right, Mm-mm. so she wants to know what love is. <laughs> what it no, is? No, I don't. Okay, so listen. So, so she wasn't getting what she needed from Albert. So Brownie began sleeping around. There was the milkman cliche, the young landscaper cliche, the pool boy cliche, and numerous others. So if you walked in her front fucking yard, she'd nail you. <laughs> In 1918, the marriage with Albert produced a daughter. Maybe. Maybe. Or it could have been the pool boys. But soon after she gave birth to her first child, Brownie was at it again. The little girl, Lorraine, was... What? Cynically used to give a veneer of respectability to her mother's tryst with men. Brownie figured correctly... Veneer is a thin coating that hides things, devil. No, shut up. Uh, Brownie figured well, correctly, as it, shut it. correctly as it shut it, correctly as it turned out, shut up, the hotel staff would never <laughs> dream that any mother would take her young daughter to such meetings. Well, probably not. 
Brownie would send Lorraine to sit in the lobbies and read magazines while she and her latest lover went to bed. Yes, she's a stellar fucking parent. Uh, You know what? I bet Lorraine got a Shetland pony. She probably (laughs) did. And a watch. Uh, Let's see. In 1925, she met Judd Gray, a corset salesman. Oh, a corset salesman. Boy, they get a lot of pussy, Colonel. Corset salesman. (laughs) They do. They do. They they got a... They're beating oh, up let's try. Let me help you try this on. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. oh, you look so pretty in that. It was Ooh. the start of an affair that led to murder and the electric chair. He was weak and easily dominated. Brownie liked to impose her will, and there was no doubt who was in charge of their relationship. Brownie would whip Judd with a belt and make him submit to her every command. Oh, that sounds like a different sexy. relationship. She called him. Uh, uh, he called her Mumsy, by the way. Mumsy. <laughs> Mumsy. Mumsy. Uh, uh, eventually, Brownie decided to rid herself of Albert, whom she now called the Old Crab. She took out a $48,000 life insurance policy on him with a double indemnity clause. The clause would pay Brownie double if Albert met a violent demise. That's almost wishing it to happen, I think. It's just why you got to be careful with uh, insurance policies, Colonel. Yeah, well, I am worth, Timmy, about $37.48 alive and a significant amount more That dead. seems inflated. So, so I don't uh, – I, I make my own food around here, Timmy. <laughs> I don't blame you, Colonel. Okay, so what's next, Brandy? Well, Chuck, do let me see. Oh, okay, Chuck. Well, Charles, twice, Timmy, mm-hmm. twice, Brownie disconnected the gas while I slept. Discon- oh, <laughs> and then slipped from the house. Yeah, but both see, times he that's woke how women up are. and saved himself from. Now, see, this is a this is a word that uh, uh, you could. Um, I see why you gave me this part because it's got this word in it. Asphyxiation. Yes. Saved himself from asphyxiation. That is uh, smothering to death, devil. Apparently, he never suspected his wife. (laughs) Another time, she closed him inside the garage door while the automobile engine was running. But Albert survived. She then started putting bichloride of mercury in his whiskey <laughs> this motherfucker remember that guy who wouldn't die with that yeah, episode yeah, yeah. he did this whiskey this is this, this poor bastard it tastes funny now according to Judd oh that was the other guy okay guy. Brownie uh, had made at least seven attempts she was pretty incompetent at this all of which he survived frustrated Brownie turned to Judd to kill Albert Mumsy. Now, Brownie and Judge chose to act on March 20, 1927, and like a good wife, Brownie poured her husband a nightcap. Albert noticed the strange taste of his brandy, but thought little of it. By this time, his taste buds were gone, probably. But probably tasted normal. Brownie had point. laced his drink. <laughs> exactly. He was loaded with barbiturates, which were commonly used as a sleep medicine in the 1920s. And now. Now, soon. Albert was passed out in bed. Brownie then turned on a porch light to signal Judd. Doesn't this sound like the postman always rings twice, just the fucked up version of it? <laughs> it kind of sounds Albert like the in a deep sleep. tried to commit murder. 
And nine-year-old Lorraine. They actually, this is the, the, this, the movie Double Indemnity was, uh, you remember that? Like in the 50s or whatever? Yeah. That's based on this story. While the little girl was across the hall, Brownie and Judd garroted Albert Snyder and stuffed his nose full of chloroform-smoked rags, then staged his death as part of a burglary. Having failed seven times to kill Albert, this time Brownie was taking no chances. She took a dumbbell that Albert used while exercising nude on the front lawn. There it is. And smashed her husband's head in. Oh, the Jesus! That's Christ. not the a good media look. Media will Randy. pick up on this fact, huh? That's not a good look. It's not a good look. No, even a mask no. ain't gonna cover that shit up. Now the media would pick up on this fact and call it dub the murder the dumbbell murder, as opposed to the shotgun murder, because no shotgun was involved here. I think it was like a double meaning because they were stupid. Because go ahead. Yeah. They were quite stupid, yeah. When the police arrived, Brownie claimed two very large men had broken into their home. I wonder if she used the one-armed man there. And uh, nope. killed her husband. Brownie claimed that she passed out from fright. She oh, I got the, the vapors. She got the vapors. Yeah, I yeah. got the vapors. Huh? She didn't get a good look at the men, but she believed they were Italians. And possibly, oh, Anarchist, oh, Timmy. fucking anarchist. How, did, how the fuck? I didn't get a good look, but they're about 6'2", six, 6'3", six, dark colored skin, mustache. Yeah. It was you Antifa. Know, it was Antifa. They did it. it. Yeah, it was Antifa. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing, though. I mean, like, yeah, how can you tell they're anarchists? Do they just walk in and proclaim it? Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. I think there was a lot of anarchist God, activity. God, she's stupid. <laughs> well, it, it might God, have been the little dumb. signs it was carrying. But despite the claim to have been unconscious during the break, and uh, Brownie provided police with a lot of details. Stupid. God, she's so stupid. She claimed the men stole very precious and expensive heirlooms. Again, heirlooms are like uh, things that you pass down from generation to generation, devil, that have a lot of some monetary value and some sentimental value. You think value. they stole Jesse's portrait there, Brandy? Well, I think she should have ripped that shit up and let it on fire. But here's the thing. They stole his Shetland pony. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Well, here's the thing. Um, Fuck off. If I need something, if I need a, you know, some kind of definition from you, I certainly will not ask. So you just keep it. (laughs) No, you don't ask. That's the problem. That's the problem, Devil. Here, I can look at it. We are trying to help you. Ignorance is bliss. Remember that. I don't. Well, clearly it is. Clearly, uh, we're, it we're, is. we're trying. Please let us help you, devil. This dumb we're bitch. We're asking out of love. Let me tell you something. This dumb bitch passed from out love. from fright and was able to give you know exact details of what happened when they came in. What a fucking dumbass. Do you need me to explain well, that to you? What a fucking detectives dumbass at the scene noticed that the burglar in the mirror. That's what a fucking dumbass is. <laughs> I don't know why you keep interrupting him. He's trying to get through the script. Yeah. Our, our our listeners want to hear how this story ends. They want to know how this it is ends. The I'm apex. right at the climax. This is devil. the apex I'm, of the of the story. It is the apex, which you know this is actually this might be the thing. When's the last time you had a good orgasm, devil? Oh my god. Please. I don't think it, you can it, have them. I, I don't like, think you can have them when you're going through menopause, Colonel. Uh, oh, that's true. That's true. I think the, the, the hot bone's broken, <laughs> yeah. then, Timmy. Uh, all right. Uh, just give it a little bit 
give it a little while, devil, and and the hot bone will start working again, <laughs> and you won't be just so so yeah. cranky. For, for the love of and God. You and also, you won't this have to worry. exactly how stupid she is. You won't He's have to worry about having children that us. obviously you hate. Go on, yeah. Colonel. So this is going to go on yes. and tell us exactly how stupid she is. But go ahead. Well, <clears throat> they noticed that the burglar left little evidence of breaking into the house. Moreover, that the behavior of Miss Snyder was inconsistent with the story of a terrorized wife witnessing her husband being murdered. Now, police discovered that the property Brownie claimed to have been stolen was still in the house, but hidden. Fucking dumbass. Oh, that's some, that's some you know treacherous they burglars right there. They put right a blanket there. over it. They probably just put a blanket over it <laughs> in did. the corner, threw a sheet over it. They'll never find it. But Fucking a breakthrough came when a detective found a paper with the letters JG on it. It was a memento Albert kept from former lover Jesse Gishard and asked Brownie about it. A flustered Brownie's mind immediately turned to Gray, whose initials were J.G., oh my and she God. told the detective that Jug Gray had nothing to do with the murder. <laughs> it was the first time Jug Gray had been mentioned, and Dumbest the police instantly alive. became suspicious. Ugh. Jug Gray had fled the scene immediately after a murder, and he'd taken a taxi from Queens, New York, to Syracuse, New York. <laughs> that's, a, that's a Timmy taxi. 250 miles. That's a Timmy taxi. <laughs> Timmy That's a long ass taxi. trip. Yeah. Yeah. You have to, you know, you have to try taxi. both, Colonel. You have to try both Uber and Lyft when you when you're going that far. <laughs> you do. Yeah, you got to see you if you're price in a, that. In you, know, a, you got price that shit out. You got to compare. Mm-hmm. Now, a taxi driver came forward and told investigators about the six hour trip. He said Judd appeared very nervous and kept looking out the window. <laughs> As if he was concerned someone was following them. At the end of the long journey, the taxi driver became upset when Judd offered him only a 10 cent tip. What a dumbass. Well, he was generous. I mean, you know, it was like. Well, it doesn't matter what kind of tip he left. I mean, he's going to remember a 200. It's almost a depression. He knew that maybe he knew that depression. You know what? If he leaves a better tip, maybe the taxi driver keeps his fucking mouth shut. You think if he left him like 50 cents? Snitches get britches. You forgot well, the best part, Colonel. She gonna... screamed <laughs> when they were fighting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when they were fighting. Um, oh, when who was fighting? When when they were beating him with the dumbbell. He said, oh, mumsy. <laughs> Help me, mumsy. For God's sake, mumsy. Mumsy, why are you crushing my head with this dumbbell? He didn't say that. So, but he did call her mumsy, which he is did. super weird. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I, it seems that Ruthie might have been a pega to me. <laughs> she seems so. like a pega to me. Yeah, probably so. Yeah, I believe she is. She was pegging old so, Judd. So Judd got arrested in Syracuse, charged with first-degree murder, and Judd was just a nervous wreck. Judd didn't have the kind of stomach for this kind of thing. And he, soon spilled the beans, see, to the police. He's a corset now, salesman. Was, you can't take him. You can't take him to war. He's a corset salesman. Of course, he spilled right. the fucking beans. Well, I mean, they Jesus. know a lot about uh, human nature by selling corsets. They they see you know they, they, they help women try them on. They know intimates. Uh, they know the ways of a woman, Brandy. Well, and I'm sure they he know spilled the, the beans. They about know that the too. curves of a woman. 
but this unfortunately, guy they know the curves. To the but JFK assassination and fucking Al Capone <laughs> and every fucking thing else. I think Judd probably has worn a corset or two in his time, but continue. Oh, I bet curl. he has. <laughs> you know, Brownie put a corset uh-huh. on his ass and laced it up you just a little too tight. Stuck, dug that heel right on his nutsack. Oh, God, That's what devil, happened. you had to go there? Yes, I did. Now, there were 15 papers in New York at the time, and they all put extras to give their readers the most current information. It received more attention than Charles Lindbergh's solo flight to Europe, which occurred in 1927. That's when he, he now, flew a from the United States to Paris, Brandy. Yes, he did. Yes, yes he, he did. did. It was a... Brownie and Judd turned on each other at the trial, each blaming the other. To the jurors, though the couple were just in the middle of a lover's spat. Now, Brownie Snyder and Judd Gray were convicted of first-degree murder and sentenced to death. Brownie was imprisoned at Sing Sing outside New York. And while on death row for the murderer, she tried to still collect the forty-eight thousand double indemnity policy. Well, I mean, of in fairness, she, now she, had she was the beneficiary. In, in all fairness, oddly, the insurance company denied the claim. Timmy, fuckers. I wonder why. Insurance companies always looking for uh, a way to screw you. Fuckers, always looking for a way to deny a claim. And when you committed the murder, I guess you know they're going to say that. Technicality. So anyway. In 1928, she became the first woman to be executed at Sing Sing in nearly 30 years. Your thoughts on that, Randy? She she would. Yeah, I don't have a thought on it. You know what? If if they had bought her a fucking Chetland pony when she was a little girl, maybe she wouldn't ended up in the electric. None chair. of this would have happened. Oh, yeah. it would have happened. Now, Go ahead. a reporter for the Chicago Tribune captured this ex- execution on film. He used a miniature plate camera that he had secretly taped to his leg. It shows her just as a bolt of electricity charged up a leg, Timmy. And she had the most incredibly intense orgasm (laughs) and then died. Come on. There is actually. She you was can, 32 focus. years you old. You can Google that photo, focus. by the way. It's, it's out there on, on the world. You can't go Google it. Yes, she was dark brownie after that. Because <laughs> oh, they, they cooked her just a little too long. <laughs> um, within several minutes of Brownie's ex- execution, her lover and co-conspirator. You ever listen to the conspirators, Timmy? Yes, it's a good podcast. It's my Mark. It is or, a good yeah, podcast. Mark. Would, would you listen to that devil and see just – we're trying to expose you to some people who do podcasts at a, a semi-professional level. I love that they're – I uh, love that they're doing a twofer with Brownie and Judd. It's a twofer. Well, they should have just strapped him in the chair and put but her you know, on his But lap. you know the sad thing of it is, Brandy, uh, they went to trial together. They turned on each other at trial. And they didn't get to see each other ever again. I mean, they were both. Okay. No, they both went to the they chair. They turned on each other. I feel like your relationship is pretty much damaged beyond repair when you turn on each other at a murder trial. Well, I think at that point it's pretty much understood that you're. Broke I mean, out. you know, they could have they could have done some couples counseling before they you know before they were they executed could have. so that yeah. they could you know mend 
their relationship. But mm-hmm. He likes to dance on the lawn nude. What's so wrong with that? That was Albert. <laughs> that was Albert. Stick. <laughs> He's dead. I know, but I mean, uh, I'm just okay. saying, I go back to this story and it seems like oh. you judged him pretty harshly, that devil. Yes, I did. For dancing on the lawn. I, I think, I I think dancing Timmy, on the lawn should be you know, encouraged. Nude, dancing nude on the What about dancing on the ceiling? A what? What about dancing on the ceiling? That's okay. Well, if you're dancing on the ceiling nude, you, your junk comes back and hits you right in the face, <laughs> devil. You can't do that. There's this thing called gravity, Brandy. I'm not sure if you, they went over that. <laughs> yeah. That lovely junior high. But there's this thing called gravity. That, it's the or, Earth's... It, it, um, it's, there's a gravitational pull. Spit it out. Come on. <laughs> what? Your final gravity thoughts, Brandy, on Brownie. Ruth, whatever the fuck her name is. Ruth May. Oh, anyway, Brown. she she wrote a letter on death row. Oh, she did. Uh, to a daughter to try yeah, to explain there's a whole the events. Paragraph. Oh, I'm sorry. And her daughter never ever ever discussed that letter to me. I wonder what she said, Brandy. So probably said, "I fucking hate your father, and I'm dumber than a sack of hair." Good <laughs> she, luck. I think she probably said, "You're never getting a Shetland pony now, <laughs> bitch." <laughs> That's right. <laughs> she probably did. I was going to buy you a Shetland pony with the insurance money. <laughs> Poor Lorraine. I killed him to get the money so you could have a pony. Poor Lorraine. Good Lord. Continue, Colonel. Are you done? That's really uh, the that's end of it. That, that's All the right, end of uh, Brandy, your final thoughts on Ruth May Brown, better known as Brownie. I feel like I've made my thoughts very clear that she was fucking stupid and Albert was fucking stupid. Like, there wasn't one fucking lick of sense with anybody in this. What story. about Judd? What about Judd? Judd was dumb enough to let her like whip him and shit. Judd's a fucking idiot too. And his parents named him Judd. Get the fuck out of here, idiot! I don't know why you you hate all people. I I mean, is is this? <laughs> yeah. Could you just please have an orgasm? Please fucking cram it up your ass. My God. Don't worry about well, my that's orgasms. Gonna, that's what it takes. I don't know, but well, don't, don't, don't you know, worry. Not, it's you just, know what, Colonel? You she'll be a not me. much nicer person after this whole change thing is over with. No. Okay. Yeah she she might be a nicer person. Worry about yourself. She gonna be. So there, everybody. I'm, you know, nobody in here has a redeeming quality except for maybe Lorraine. Well, so, we don't know. You know, well, Lorraine. We don't know. I said except for maybe. Or maybe Josephine. I don't know because she took guardianship of the girl. But no, none of the key players in this had the fucking any fucking sense at all. That's my final <laughs> thought. Colonel, your final thought on Ruth May Brown. I think she was just. I think if she would have got the, just a one of those wooden rocking things, mm-hmm. she'd have probably just felonious assaulted him, Timmy, or a swatch watch. Yeah, she probably yeah. So watch one a, ca- a yeah. Casio. If he if her parents just bought her a fucking Casio, this all could have been avoided. Avoided. All right, we would like to thank all the wonderful people who support us on Patreon. If you would like to support us on Patreon, go to patreon.com slash history dweebs. History dweebs, all one word. Where you can give a little, you can give a lot, or just a wee little bit. All right, to me. Colonel, hit me. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, I have to go. Okay, Brandy, bye. I have an appointment. 
Thank you, everyone. Oh, no wonder she's been so crazy. What, 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 Have what do you, a lovely what do you got going on here, rest though? of your day. Bye-bye. <laughs> well, we can talk about her now. Can we talk about her now, Timmy? Because something's wrong with I her. Know. She really needs some sort of, um, well, I mean, it's natural. Every woman goes through it, I guess, Colonel. I guess they do, but she's like gone off of meds. <laughs> I think I think that might be it. She's gone off of meds, and uh, this this whole coronavirus has made her. Maybe she got the crazy virus. She might have. So. Uh, she may very have. Okay, we have the well. Let's Patreon list. Let's see. We got Andrea and Louise Siddons and Tessie Poor, uh, Kate By, Danielle Townsend, Marianne Knight. Adam McWaters, Elaine Baker, Alexandra, Alan Cox, Ali, Alicia Mency already gone podcast with Nina and Amanda Christine, Amber Anderson, Amber Scoville, Anna Gerline, Andrea O'Dell, Andrew Frazier, Angela Santos, Angelo Villafon, Anna Garrett. Um, I haven't seen Anna. Well, I talked to Anna not too long ago. She's doing well. You're good. Good. I like Anna. She was a dweeb. Yeah, she was. She's, Sweet yeah, girl. she's very nice. Annette Petray, A9, Becky Trainer, Ben Dobrovich, uh, Brandy McBride, Bridget Bernhardt, Brittany Martin, The Bloody Murder Podcast, Timmy, Bear, uh, Tara, Tara and Barney, Barney. Callie Jones, Christy Lee, Canadian True Crime, Carl Asplin, Carol Elise, Charlie from Crime Line, Cheryl LeBlanc, Chris Lane, Christine Howard, Cindy, Clark and Diane Trowbridge, uh, the Comeback Podcast, Timmy, Daniel Bassett, Diane Student, Erica Kinney, Aaron Turner, Fiona Crisp, Gina Green, Jay Cleveland Payne. I love, I love Mr. He's, Payne, yeah, yeah, Timmy. Great guy. Jahara Lopes, Jamie Dent, Iro, Jason Dykes, Jeff and Don, of course, Chestnut, Jennifer Orcutt, Jennifer Svoda. Jess Watford, Jessica Greeno, Julia Rodriguez, Karen Bonds, Kelly Charette, Kim Stroop, Kimberly Smith, Christine Malachinsky, Laura O'Reilly, Lydia Wassum Fisher, Maja, Marsha Boris, Marie, Marquia Smith, Mary Courtney Sheldon, Melissa Montoya, Michelle Johns, uh, Paula Kimes, the Pleasing Terrors podcasts. Um, let's see. We got another podcast here, but we'll just say Shelly Garrett, who is having a birthday tomorrow. Happy Demi. birthday, Shelly. So we'll have to remember yes. that. Happy birthday, Shelly. Robin Sherrard, Ron Montessorio, Ruth Keith Whitfield, Sarah Bloom, Charlene, Shannon Arnold, Shirley Strap, Stacy Alsop, Stephen Potts. Terry Strafford, The Vanished Podcast, They Walk Among Us. That's another podcast. Our good friend, Ben. Um, our good friend, Ben. Um, Tyrone, Todd Long, Tommy Lane, Lee, and Flanagan. Tracy Smith, Vive, Rebecca L., Jen Lee, Whitney James, Rudy, The Wonder Dog, and The Wonderful, Wonderful... Dottie Scott, Timmy. We get Lady Beverly back. It's just like, did we say Lady Beverly. Lady Beverly. Yes. And uh, yeah, the really who should be the queen of England. Yes, she really should. If we had royalty, we should bring Beverly to America and make. Yes, a she queen, really Timmy. should be in the line of secession, Lady Beverly. 
She should yes. be. All right. Uh, thank you all lady. for joining us. Colonel, we'll talk to you next time. Bye, everyone. Well, absolutely. Good day. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.